Hey guys, VP Precision back here with episode 18. We uh, apologize for the delay a little bit. We Our last episode we were recording on the way to uh, the finale, on the drive down to the PRS finale down at K&M in Tennessee. Uh, we had all the intentions in the world of recording one on the ba- way back to the airport. And I'm a pansy, and I woke up with a migraine and was puking my guts out. So on the way back to the <laughs> the way back to the airport, I was what did I move my head off the dashboard ever? <laughs> uh, you were there for like a solid hour. <laughs> I was I was wasn't feeling too great. I've been anyway. I don't know what it is. I didn't. It wasn't drinking. It wasn't anything. I just I don't know what uh, why I had a been getting a few of them so no big deal all is well and uh but we're here now we're gonna we are gonna talk about the prs finale uh we would have liked to do this sooner we just we shot the the nrl championship this weekend we'll talk about that on the next episode we're gonna do so we're, we're playing a little bit of catch up so apologize for that we love getting content out to you guys and we love your feedback a lot of positive feedback the last couple of matches from you guys which we really appreciate so sorry for the delay um uh want to keep this rolling and then uh, yeah, any questions or comments, if you have ideas or topics you guys want us to cover, if it's controversial or not, whatever, we'd love to hear that too. Um, just we can BS about whatever. And we, we do want to get more guys on. We love have we love to have an Austin on, got some good feedback from that. So we definitely want to get some more of those guys on, you know, we would do that at SHOT Show and some of these other stuff. But that is the update. Um, so uh, let's roll right into the PRS finale. Uh, Jake, we, you and I, we showed up Friday, and then what, how'd that day kind of go? Uh, it, went, uh, it went pretty well. Um, Friday, we're able to, uh, I believe we showed up a little late, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, is, which is okay. Uh, we, were, we were training uh, a group of guys in Tennessee. The training went really well. Mm-hmm. They loved it, um, and we really had a good time training those guys. It was yeah. a, a four- uh, four guys that were shooting, uh, yep. three of them were shooting in the finale. One of them was ROing. So it was just good to be there and help those guys out quite a bit. They got a lot of the training. We've, we've heard a lot of good feedback from that. So, uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. we trained on Thursday, drove to the match on Friday. We showed up, we showed up a little later than probably I would have liked. And the reason I say that is because I wanted to shoot the, uh, I really wanted to shoot the movers and we got there. I want to say like two o'clock by the time we got all of our, we checked in, we unloaded, we got all of our stuff ready to rock and roll. It was, you know, two fifteen, two twenty. We only had about 40 minutes. So when you zero, you get some data. We were about out of time to be honest. And yeah. so uh, I would have loved to shoot the movers and I have a story about that, which is uh, my fault. It's just an ill-prepared mm-hmm. mover story that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. And then uh, yeah, Friday I, night we relaxed and. Yep. I think part of it, we got a little bit lucky showing up late. I think midday the mirage was a lot worse, and so by the time we shot right there at the end when they were going to close the range down, and we could we could still shoot some long range and kind of see where we we're going. So generally, if you guys don't know, on a Friday, it's kind of sign in registration. They have a hundred yard board with you know zero targets, so you can check your zero. You can chronograph your rifle, and generally, at a minimum, most matches will have steel out to eight hundred or a thousand yards, so you can kind of check your dope uh, there after traveling check your drops and make sure everything's good so so we did that 
you know, dry fired off of a couple props, but the range went cold pretty quick. So we didn't get to kind of crawl around on a lot of things. They kind of had an open range day where you could uh, check out a lot of the props because it's K and M it's an established facility. There's a lot of guys that have been there a lot of times. So it's not a, like a big advantage or disadvantage. Um, if you let guys on props compared to a match where maybe no one's ever shot and they're, everybody's seen it for the first time. Um, a lot of these props have been there for a long time. So there's, you know, it doesn't hurt for guys to crawl around, shoot the movers, shoot off the barricades and stuff because they've been there for so long. So really cool range. Um, uh, again, yeah, Friday night, it was cool. Shannon, I mean, the PRS uh, is fun. It's doing a good job. We love the PRS and the NRL both leagues. Got great friends and people in both. Um, the PRS was going in an interesting direction for a little bit, and I feel like Shannon's done a good job kind of – maybe turning the ship a little bit and, and doing a pretty good job. Everything was organized, a lot of fun, a lot of good times there. He Friday night was awesome. I thought they had entrees, appetizers, or just you know, a bunch of appetizers and then a um, bunch of good food and hangout and, and the facility is pretty cool. And people hung out there quite a bit. So we had a, it was a pretty good time on, on Friday. For um, all the people that were looking to get some more meatballs, that's probably partly my fault. I ate a lot of meatballs. <laughs> those, were, those were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you were talking about tar- I thought you were talking about targets for a minute. I'm like, I'm like, where are we, where are we going with this? <laughs> so, no, no thought, actual meatballs. Yep. They were, they were very tasty. Yep. Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. Really good job. Awesome food. Uh, Julie, I know Shannon's wife, Julie does a ton of work and I, she goes uh, probably underpraised. And so we appreciate her and probably organizing a lot of that. I don't know how in, in depth Shannon goes with the food or not, but I'm assuming, uh, Julie was running around like crazy, so thanks to her. We appreciate all the work that exactly. they both yeah, did exactly. and their team and everybody else. So really appreciate that. Nothing <laughs> nothing but positive things to say. Um, we'll, we'll rip on Shannon's Course of Fire here in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, sort of, not terribly, but sort of. Um, uh, so Friday, that was Friday night. So uh, Saturday – um, anything, I think that everything else was pretty straightforward. Got the matchbooks, got, got our gear set up. Um, Saturday, he said we were going to shoot 11 stages and then Sunday we're going to shoot nine. So it's 20, yep. 20 stages in total. So let's roll into Saturday morning. So it's the finale. Um, there were squatted in season standings, um, from first to 10th. Um, we had, do we have 10 man squads? I believe we did. I think so. Yeah. Um, so we had the top 10 ranked shooters in squad one and then it was the the next you know 10 to 20 and two so on and so forth so um jake and i were in the same squad uh with a bunch of bunch of good friends um so saturday morning roll up weather looks good um it's actually been particularly cold down there um so we're pretty bundled up it had been you know 15 20 degrees down there earlier that week which in tennessee is crazy and it was probably in the oh, 40s, 30s or 40s. There was some ice out, I guess. So it yeah. froze. So, but pretty bundled up. But what, um, let's kind of roll through Saturday. Um, what are you feeling on uh, stage one of a finale? Are you feeling anything different than a normal match? Or what's your thought process, your, 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 uh, your nerves, so on and so forth? I'm not necessarily feeling much different than any other stage or, or any other match. Um, you know, bottom line is we still have to go out. We still have to make good trigger pulls. We still have to make good decisions. So it's pretty much, uh, the same and it's not necessarily, 
I don't know. For me, um, it's just it's just another match, and we've been in a lot of really big matches. Uh, obviously, the AG Cup was mm-hmm. two weeks before, which which had you know a giant match feel to it, where everything yep. was super professional and the course of fire. I actually, you know, I kind of assumed and I knew that the course of fire from the AG cup was going to be substantially more challenging than, than the PRS finale Mm -hmm. was going to be. And that's what it turned out to be. The AG cup was a, a true butt kicker. Every single stage was designed and purposely set up for us to be absolutely challenged. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily like that for the PRS finale. There was, there was a lot of cleanable stages and a lot of stages that we did clean. I think over the course of weekend, I think I cleaned 12 stages, which is, which is quite a lot of stages. I had some really piss poor stages other than that. So that's what, that's, that's just my own fault. But anyway, I yeah, think, that's a lot um, of cleans. I didn't know you had that many. You had a bunch. You know, I'm I, not sure what the exact number, but it was a lot. I think it was more than anybody. You cleaned outside well, of some I, stages I, we'll talk about. You burned it down. <laughs> so. I either cleaned them or and I shot really well, or I had some I had some troubles and for whatever reasons I I, I didn't shoot well on some other stages. But bottom line is stage one. I'm going to try to stay pretty calm. I'm going to try to stay in the moment mm-hmm. and treat it as if, as if it's another stage. What we kind of see is we see that there's some shooters that are pretty fast shooters. Mm-hmm. They start off really well and then they get tired throughout the day mm-hmm. and then they make some mistakes at the end of the day, or they start off pretty slow. They make their mistakes early because they're not quite in that groove. Mm-hmm. And then they do well as they start to get in their groove. And those are the kind of the two things mm-hmm. I personally, I just try to treat everything, you know, like it's the same kind of stage. And, um, you know, it, it typically it tends to pay off. I like trying to start fast. I like trying to finish strong. Um, and I, it's just hard to say with, with that particular match, I did feel slightly, uh, I mean, I felt like my zero was good. I felt like my data and dope were really good. I felt like everything was shooting pretty darn well. It's, mm-hmm. it's obviously hard to tell when it's a bunch of mirage out there, if your gun's shooting good or not, yeah. you just, you don't know. Yeah. You can't see. <clears throat> so the, but yeah. The, what about you? That's fair. Um, I think I felt a little bit, I'm, I'm, if out of those two groups, if I'm in any camp, I'm in the camp of, um, probably going to mess something up the first stage or two, uh, maybe a bad trigger pull, rushing something a little, I, I still get my nerves going pretty good. Um, so like I'll be a little, little jittery. So in those two camps, I would be the first one where once I get rolling, I love it. I want to shoot till it's dark. Like I don't, I don't get tired per se. I don't want to stop shooting ever. Like, so, but I don't want to, in the morning I'm, I want to start shooting. So we get it over with, I want to get a stage out of the way. I want to hit some targets. So, um, I do get a little bit, I do get wound up. I don't know if I felt more wound up than, you know, other, other matches. I do. I, I feel like Saturday morning, um, I get pretty, I get a little more wound up than I'd like to be. Um, I, I do think I was a little more nervous overall at AG cup. Um, and I don't know if it's the cameras or everything, but, um, I, I, once I once I got one stage out of the way and it went particularly bad for a variety of reasons and then there was a reshoot issued to 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 that because of that um, there was a, tar- a target that was uh, range was pretty far off and we just happened to be the very first people that shot it 
and we figured it out a couple shooters in and it was you know took care of it so that went it went extra bad because of that because i'm missing a target where where they give us a range and i'm shooting underneath it and i'm like and i can't i'm not anyway so i'm missing targets i shouldn't be missing and so i start train wreck and once that happens and my nerves settle real quick i'm like well i got a big hole to dig out of and i get kind of mad and i and i shoot um i'm you know mad at myself i'm not mad at anything but i, I shoot better uh i get a little fired up a little chip on my shoulder for whatever that is um and so for me that's how it was just let's get this first stage out of the way and let's get rolling and and that's kind of kind of how it went but um so stage one, we, uh, let's see, I don't know, we don't need to go through every stage, but why don't we, so it was stage, let's just kind of quickly, stage one was these shot a couple different, three different tires, and it was three targets that, you know, uh, out to like 800, it was a five to 800 or something, and three shots on each, so nine round stage, and then stage two, let's talk about stage two, because this stage and one other one is the one that cost uh, dearly, and and when you're down in um, some of the places with Mirage and and just and just wind in general, like we just um, I, wind was switching and I just couldn't I couldn't catch it. it. Got a lot of other guys and then some other guys it just held and they a couple guys cleaned the stage. And so stage two was a long range stage. It was we started at 800, 900, a thousand, eleven, and twelve hundred. So the every hundred yards starting at eight, ending at twelve, were two targets: a big target and a small target. The small target was MOA, so so an eight inch at eight, a ten inch at a thousand, a twelve inch at twelve hundred. So and the you know it was hit to move on. So once you hit the big target at eight hundred, then you could shoot at the MOA target, um, and all the way out, same at all the ranges. Um, when I laid down, I was first on that stage, um, and I laid down there, hit my first two targets. I was like, here we go. Um, hit my third target, and then I missed the next one and don't know where it went. Went to the next target, getting pretty miragey, can't see anything, and I do hit that big one. Or no, no, no. No, the third target, I only got a three, so that was it. I got a three out of... Was that out of, was that out of, that was out of 10, three out of 10. Good score, John. Yeah, solid. And so, you know, you're watching guys in your squad. I think Preston got an eight. Um, I I know some guys clean that stage and I, you know, just kind of guessing everything and I got a three. Uh, You went up shortly after me and followed up with a, a much better score of a three and <laughs> hey why are you ragging on me <laughs> we got beat up on that stage and <laughs> so I, here's part of my deal with stages like that let's is talk that about it i feel that i i feel that i shot as well as i could on that particular stage and that's one of the frustrating parts with the the high mirage long range stages is that for one, you have a hard time seeing where your bullet goes. Um, and, and everybody does, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, unless cloud cover rolls in, then it gets pretty, so if the cloud cover rolls in, you're going to have a giant advantage because it, it hides that mirage and it cools all that stuff down. And that's what we saw later on in the day on another long range stage that we'll talk about in a minute. But we had, those are the stages where I feel that, it actually induces quite a bit more luck mm-hmm. because if you're on and you and you get to you hit them and you just keep going with it, um, because I, I there was some people that did really well on that stage. 
Yeah. And so you talk to them after the match or you talk to them after the stage and, and they, and here's some of their answers are the following. It says, you know what? I was just holding edge of plate. I couldn't really even make out edge of plate. I was sending it and it, and the light was going off Yep. and they, they couldn't confirm if they were, you know, they're pulling the same shots. Everybody else is, but that, you know, they were on it and maybe the wind held enough or, yep. Yep. you know, you know, whatever the situation is, they didn't see where the bullets hit. They didn't see where any misses were at. Um, you say, well, where'd you miss that fourth target? Well, I don't know. So what'd you do after that? Well, I just held the same thing and the light went off the second time. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> now, you know, you start to figure out that there's actually a little bit of luck in those longer, um, stages that are like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's almost the same thing with maybe the ELR stuff as well as uh, is, yeah see those those scores in some of the elr matches where a shooter can have a really good match and win a match and then the next match he's going to be way back and then you you talk to the guy and you say well what was different between match this month and the match last month well nothing i my it was the same gun same ammo i just didn't hit the targets and it was the same exact targets well it's conditions it's there's some there's luck of the draw in this game that we some guys don't like to admit we 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 get debates and and discussions about this at matches like and and i i hate i'm definitely guilty of being like man and it's gone both ways for us so to back up so an moa plate is small so a 10 inch if you if you're if your dope's off a tiny bit or you know you can miss you could break a really good shot with a really really good wind call and there's plates. Sometimes plates can get too small. They either get, you can go too big with a plate. Shoot, we're going to roll into the whole discussion of mass directing, but um, you can go too well, big. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's yet. not let's, do that. You can go, go too big that. or too small, and too small induces luck, and too big has its own problems we'll talk about later. But um, all that being said, is. Um, I, I hate saying it's luck because then that in, that infers that that's not something that I can improve on in practice, and I don't believe that. I want to work on. I, I continue on. I want to work on seeing trace better, um, making corrections, having kind of win plans in my head before. And if this one works, abandon it and go to my next one and try it and try yep, to catch a plate and then follow that plan out. And by plan, I mean different wind angles or speeds written down on my arm board. So there there are ways, but I do know. There's some luck involved. I've cleaned, I, you know, I've cleaned stages. I had no business clean just on everyone's prone. Every, everybody these matches can lay down and shoot prone really well. The separators are the positionals and the speed and, and making good wind calls on reasonable size targets. But when you're shooting at little tiny plates and you're catching these things, it's there's some luck involved and um it, and it didn't go our way and that's fine it's gone our way other times and and we definitely take it we and we all love it and we all know like all, the guys that are kind of vying for those top spots you know when you finish a long range stage and you get an eight or a nine or a 10 out of 10 that you just, you know that you're in it you just put some serious you put a gap on a lot of the field. And if you get a six or seven, you know, you're in it. You're like, okay, that's fine. I can roll with that. But when you get a three, and I, I, by any, by no means did any of a, either one of us give up at all. We're like, but you, in the back of your head, you know, a little bit that there's guys that put a six, a five, six, seven point gap on you. That's a big gap when we're, yep. we're finishing matches with one point spreads and stuff. So anyway, and, yeah. I, I, and I don't want this to come off as excuses. Like I said, this has gone both ways for us. It's gone positive. It's gone negative. We're just discussing 
how tiny plates and heavy mirage can be a problem. And it's not a master director problem per se, maybe with the MOA plates, but the mirage you can't control. The big size plates were, were, were an adequate size. Um, and it's a finale. It's supposed to be hard. So I'm not, I am not complaining at Shannon at all. This is just a discussion um, about, I'll complain about it on the net, on the last stage. And I already talked to him about it, so it'll be fine. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but this is, it just is what it is. So we're talking about. So, so that was, that was the low point of day of day one for me. Um, the next stage we've go PRS barricade. Then we shoot off some pipes. We shoot off uh, <coughs> some rocks. We shoot off of a shoot house and a rooftop and, and then we move to some more rocks, and then we move to the mover stages. And generally, most of those stages, Jake and I both shot really well. Um, cleans, yeah. cleans, or minus one. So we're we're right. So that it. was part of my run where I I had we had the uh, PRS barricade next. I cleaned that. Yep. Uh, the next stage was the culvert stage. I cleaned that. The yep. next stage was the rooftop. Ro- rooftop the windows. Rooftop. I cleaned that That's one. That's a good. The that next was a good clean. Was. Uh, the next stage was the rock stage. So I went on a pretty good run of cleans cause I cleaned all those. I did drop one. I got nine out of 10 on the, uh, 550 yard TYL out of the tube. Um, yep. and so I did drop a shot there. It's a good score but, though. <clears throat> yeah. Still a pretty good score. There uh, was, there was in the, in the past and talking to a lot of our West coast buddies here, um, there's been an opinion that K and M has way too big of targets. Um, and I think in the past they had some pretty healthy targets on some stages, but this match was tough and there were some small targets like that. KYL were not overly big. The rooftop stage, those were, those weren't, I thought, I thought they were very appropriate size targets. They were not big and they were not, they were not tiny. I think it was a really good, a lot of guys were missing them. Um, a lot of good guys were missing them. And so when that happened, you know, you know, um, you know, you're, you're close, you know, a lot of, you know, it, it was a good balance. And so then we move, and go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say more on the match directing side is it's a, it's much, uh, it's much more than just putting out big or small targets. Yep. If you want to make a good challenging course of fire, um, then it's, it's much more than that. It's the time that you have to put into it. It's the different movements you have to put into it, the different positions, all these things should be thought about. Shannon thinks about those really well mm-hmm. and, and he does it because he's a shooter. Yep. He's, he's been around the block and he knows what, you know, can, you know, basically he knows what's going to be able to challenge everybody. Um, so if you are getting a score and, you know, one thing that goes back to some of the scores is if you print off a list from top to bottom, first place, to last place um, of the long range stage, what you're going to notice is you're going to notice that the scores are very randomized. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the first place guy might have a 10, the 10th place guy might have a 10, the 20th place guy might have a 10, and then there's a bunch of you know random stuff in between. Maybe sixes, maybe ones, maybe zeros, maybe you know whatever the situation is, it's very randomized. But yeah. then you go to a, another stage, let's call it a culvert stage, and you start to figure out that, okay, on the culvert stage, you see that, top 20 shooters all have pretty respectable scores of let's just call it nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to the next 20 shooters and they all have about eight out of 10. Then you go down to the next 20 shooters. They all have about seven out of 10. So you start to see where the skill of each shooter is actually, mm-hmm. 
able to shine through it, if that makes any sense or not from yeah, a match it, it, it does to me i mean i can you can see it you'll see guys um maybe that have shot long range for a long time that are new to the sport that come to a match and have a terrible score because they're not used to all the positional stuff but they've shot long range and so they know how to dial their gun and their gear's done and the wind holds for them on a long range. They'll be at the bottom of the match. Maybe they'll finish bottom 20% skill level as far as everything else we do, the other 90%, but they could clean a long range stage. So you'll see, you'll see some, you'll be, see some big spreads with stuff like that. So a little yeah. more, you, man, you, we always <laughs> go into these matches. You just pray that you do get on the long range. Like, please hold, have it's the wind true. hold. It's, it's true. It's such there's you know? two, three stages that you just, you got to have. You know, so. it, it's very true. And if the wind holds, you know, if the wind holds that you, and it, it's a windy match or whatever, you know, if it's holding, it's all of a sudden, uh, pretty easy to get rounds on target because it's yeah. consistent Yeah, where, uh, maybe everyone cleans every other stage besides that. So that could be a, a big, yep. I, I don't know if we call them separator or luck stages or whatever. It's just, it's just a fact of, of what we've seen. Yeah. It's a little of both. And, and, uh, and, and, and I'm, I, by no means, and I'm, I, I, I want, I don't want stages thrown out. Like we're long range. Like most of our, all of our shots are long range. And most of them are, you know, four to 800. That's the kind of the wheelhouse. So we're shooting long range, but when you start stretching them out to 1200 with these little dashers, if I'm doing that, like if we're going to do long range, I want bigger guns. So it's just, it's the wheelhouse of this is four to eight. And so, um, you just got to get a little love on that. And, so I think we 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 beat that uh, pretty good. I think most guys agree. I had a well. Let's talk about that later. I had some some other discussion with some guys that were kind of had some good points. So we'll talk about that later. But um, so next next topic, I shot pretty well all the way up until the mover stage. Mm-hmm. I get on the mover stage. Um, a couple other guys shot before me. Did pretty respectable. Maybe some ten. I think it was thirteen points possible. I got a thirteen. Um, Boom. Yeah. So you, you did real good. There <laughs> was some other. There was some twelves, some tens, and some some pretty good scores in there. And it wasn't a super challenging stage. It was five shots on the mover. Yeah, at five hundred yards. And then it was at five hundred yards, and then it was a target at three hundred. 400 and 500 a stationary target and then five more shots and mover so 13 yeah, you to, rounds total. you shoot five prone at the mover you get up onto a barricade and you shoot those three shots and they were skinny little targets yeah um, they were and so three four and five so up on the barricade shoot those three shots drop back down to prone for five more shots on the mover so i thought it was kind of a fun way to split it up i get bored when you yeah, just but- shooting 10 shots at a mover to me is really boring um yep. i love i love splitting that up doing something different like I just personally, I just, it gets kind of old. So um, yeah. I thought that was a good stage, but go it ahead. Was, it was, it was a great stage. So I get up there and this was one of the reasons I wanted to shoot on Friday at the mover. Mm-hmm. I have not, I've shot now my new reticle in the, the, the JVCR, which I love. I absolutely love my reticle, mm-hmm. but I get down on a mover and I realized I've never seen a mover through this reticle. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my Lord. And all that I could see was a old gen two XR reticle. And I was like, man alive, what am I doing? Where am I holding? And oh, man. so that threw me for a little bit of a loop because I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. So completely you didn't even, you didn't even think fault. about it till you got down there and you got up. You're like, man, I didn't know where to hold. I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, yeah, it's a new reticle. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I had no clue what to do. And so that's completely, that's my fault. I was unprepared. I didn't 
take the time to even think about it. And it didn't even cross my mind. So that was something that, that I learned very quick. And then, so that we had two movers back to back. Well, on the second mover, I think I was one of the only people in the match to clean the second mover stage. I got it too, baby. Give me some props. Yeah. I cleaned all my mover shots. I got to pat myself on the back because I never do that. So yeah, so great <laughs> not job. So, not so I mean? humble brag. <laughs> and there wasn't very many that cleaned that second stage. Uh, there was maybe like three or something. He said so. Oh really? It was cool. It know, was kind of you started standing on this steep angle and you had to shoot the mover a couple times and you move. Then you moved kind of shot through these windows in the shoot house. Um, yep. and shot it all positional at a barricade at 300 yards, I believe. And it was, it was, it was a cool stage. It was another fun way to move, to run a mover. It was. So yeah. I was able to kind of get familiarized during that first disaster of a mover stage for me. And then I was able to kind of come back and, and clean. And then I, I shot three more stages or we shot maybe three, two or three more after that. Mm-hmm. And I was able to clean those as well. So nice. I had, some either really good stages or super disastrous stages, uh, for day one for, for me personally. And what that kind of teaches me is, you know, even, even when you have a disastrous stage, uh, learn from it, write it down in your book, realize what you just did wrong or how you can get better. Um, and it's not necessarily something that you can complain about. It's over, it's done with. So don't, don't worry about it. There's no reason to complain to 19 people and say, well, this happened, that happened, something screwed me. Don't, don't worry about that. Cause that's just going to get in your head a little bit more. Instead, write it down in your book, visit it later, uh, maybe that night or maybe the next week when you're practicing and just go right back to work. Now, what do I need to do on this next stage to perfect it? What do I need to do to clean this next stage? And all your attention should be focused on that. All the negative energy, all the negative, uh, stuff, don't worry about it. You know, have your one minute of pouty time, forget about it and move on to the next stage. And so that's, that's something that I had to really focus on doing because I had a couple really terrible stages on, on day one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're, 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 I've said this before. You're pretty good at that. I'm, that's something I'm definitely working on um, is just trying to get that negativity out and refocus the, the it's hard. It's so hard when, if you, if there's a tough stage and you get a six and it's a tough stage, you're like, okay. But when some of those stages like the long range, it's, that's a tough one, but you know, guys are going to kill it. And then, and then the mover stage, Jay, you knew you, you knew you're capable and you knew you're better than that. And so those ones hurt especially a yeah, lot because it's, wasn't, it wasn't like a skull drag stage. It, it shouldn't have been for, especially for you. I've watched you shoot movers a lot. You kill them. So, um, <laughs> it's that one, those ones hurt extra. Like that takes a little extra effort to flesh out because, <laughs> because you know what, you know what you just left on the table. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a good, Especially that's a really good point. Everybody else though. is getting tens, 11, 12s and 13s. You're like, Oh no, I just got a five. Yeah. That one stings. That's a big gap. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we finished up, um, we finished, well, yeah, we, what did we shoot? We went up top. Did we shoot the tower that night? I think that was our last stage. We went to that tower up on top. Uh, no, we did shoot the, the culverts at some oh. more targets around the mover as well. Oh, the KYL stage. That's right. We did the, that yep. kind of that KYL stage. That was a good stage for both of us. Um, yep. Nines out of tens. That last target was 
itty bitty and and it was more like if you hit it great and if you don't well you broke a good shot and it's that's the that, yeah. the size of that target got down to the luck uh kind of the luck um category and I, and I think i probably got a little bit lucky on that to hit it um because i cleaned that stage but i think i think those shots those really small shots we've we've spent 10, 20 minutes trying to hit a small KYL target before, maybe 10, 15 rounds. Sometimes yeah. you just got to get lucky. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's we are. <laughs> that's that is very true. We did. We have wasted some rounds trying to hit those targets, but um, and then the last one was just go up on a tower prone, uh, long range. All these zipsticks work our way out. We, uh, I did. It was just so so. It was a long range stage, longer range stage where um, where. We did uh, Ipsic targets. Yep. You did you clean that? No, I did not. I got an eight. Yeah, so I, I think got I, two there. I think I got an A as well. So I'm like when I pull an eight on long range, I'm happy. I'm like, hey, that's in it. That's fine. There's guys that cleaned it, but that's fine. That's you know, uh, you, sometimes I'll clean them. Sometimes I get a, you know an eight. Sometimes I get a two. So I'll take that eight all day. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that wrapped up uh, day. Well, I do want to say on day uh, on day one, it was they it was it was nice. They had Canem's uh, facilities very nice. I think Trigger Tech had paid for. There was like a. What I don't know what some custom donuts and coffee like a cart like a truck a coffee cart that was out there all free because of Trigger Tech and um, there was a lot of a lot of companies pitching in for you know for the food and and the lunches and I I, I hate to say I can't at this point I can't remember who who paid for the lunches but there's a lot of great companies out there sponsoring this stuff and that 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 was pretty cool it's kind of an extra flair over your normal match during the year of just taking care of the shooters so. Um, Let's see. We wrapped up that day. Uh, scores. I don't even remember what scores were, where standings were, because everybody shot different stages. Um, there was twenty squads and twenty stages, so we all were rotating through. So no one shot the same stages. There were some stages that had eight rounds that some guys shot on one day, and there were some rounds that some stages had twelve rounds. So scores were kind of all over the place. Um, hard to kind of get an idea where people are at. Um, with a scoring system like that, you know where you stack up against the guys in your squad because you all shot the same stages and then everybody else shot something different. So you, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, uh, Saturday night was uh, not much going on. Uh, we went to – shoot, I don't remember. This is the downside of recording them a couple weeks later. But um, uh, let's roll right into Sunday. We packed up, got our stuff, show up. Sunday morning, um, walk out. The first stage is the bus stage. Um, do you let's see? I shot, I, I think, was it 10 round stage? I think it was 10 round stage. Um, I dropped one, um, just kind of that bus kind of has my number. It's kind of wobbly. Um, but overall, decent stage. Um, and then you, you had a little bit. I don't know something was going on just early first stage or something. You missed a few there and then you went on a tear. Yeah. I, that was another bad one for me. Um, I shot, I, I think I dropped three or four on that particular stage. If, if it was out of nine, which I remember it being out of nine, oh, I that's think right. I got six. So I dropped three there. Um, yeah. and that was the first stage of the day. And it kind of, it kind of put me in a weird mood, I guess. It just, you know, I was, I was shooting pretty well after day one. I figured I was, I was still in it. Um, yeah. even though I'm in 10th or 11th after day one, I was like, you know what? I can, I can 
make a good run. I had a couple bad stages, but I'm over those. And then I first stage of the day, um, you know, didn't, didn't shoot. Well, I felt like I pulled a bunch of really good shots. And so I had some misses that were a little that's, bit unexplainable. That's tough. And, 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 and really you know, on a cleanable stage. Yeah. It was, and that's, that was a stage I should have cleaned. We both should have cleaned. So those are a little painful, even to drop one on that stage. Cause it was dead calm. I had no business missing that shot. Yep, Just a little, right. little wobbly on one of my breaks on one of yeah. the positions. And then, yeah. So those ones hurt a little bit when you kind of know what that means, but, um, uh, so nine stages roll through the next one is next one's a pretty cool stage next one was the uh were they bowling pins on the rocks yep, yep they're bowling pins on the rocks that might have been one of my more favorite stages and this was all 90 seconds so we're flying most of these stages are moving pretty quick so there's there's ten, there's five rocks uh five different so move, you got to shoot on five different rocks and these big old boulders so you shoot a low one, a high one, a medium one, a low one, and you kind of bouncing around down there. So you move, and there's and there's five bowling pins. So first rock, two shots on bowling pin, and then you you go to the next rock and then go to the next bowling pin further out, and you work your way all the way out. And they're these, they're little steel bowling pins, and they're not full size. They're they're pretty small little targets. Um, but that was a fun stage. I mean, you had to be you had to be ripping. Um, yeah. Not a lot of time to really settle down. I didn't think that was a. I thought that was a fun stage. I think. I think we both got nines or did you clean it? I think I, I went on a little tear after the I bus stage. You, I think you did. I, went, um, I think I dropped one shot over the net or maybe two shots over the next six stages. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I shot some pretty tough stage as well. Uh, that stage I shot well, the bowling pin, which are pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the next stage was, uh, pretty beneficial for lefties. Oh, the helicopter. Of, yep. Which was out of the helicopter. And so, I, and I was fortunate to clean that. And then there was another stage, which was a big target, small target. I, I cleaned that. The, the ten, then, oh, there was another fast one, the 10 shot, 10 position stage. That was a fast one. I dropped one there. I only got a nine there where all you guys were cleaning it because you're faster than I am. Not everybody, but yeah, you do. That was, you shoot at your pace all the time, which I respect. It pays off 99.9% of the time. But that one, that one you had to shoot. (laughs) I think to get through that, you almost had to shoot a tiny bit reckless. Um, as far as, you know, maybe not breaking the perfect shot and moving on, maybe not watching exactly where your bullet lands. Just once you get a wind call, cause it was a generous plate. It was like a pretty big 14 inch plate at 444 yards. Oh, let's talk about this. How much, whose ammo did you shoot on that stage? (laughs) Well, so another brain fart, man, I had a lot of brain farts. I did the same thing. Man alive. So, (laughs) so I show up and I think I have enough ammo, um, I shoot some extra ammo and I shouldn't have done it. Well, anyway, I was short nine rounds, um, on the weekend. So <laughs> on the Saturday big, night, one of the biggest matches of the year, we forget how to count. We've never done this. <laughs> have you ever done that in a match in your life? Never in my life. I had never so, have either. And I was short too. So on the, so on Saturday night where I'm going through the matchbook, we are, yep. and we're like, okay, we got panic 92 <laughs> rounds left. And, and I was like, Oh my Lord. I only have 83 <laughs> with me. How, how is that possible? I had, like so, eight, I had 89. I think I was, <laughs> I was three short. I was like, what am I doing? I was a full, I was nine rounds short. I was like, Paul. So my buddy, Paul Dallin, I texted him. I was like, Paul, he shoots a BRX as well. Yeah. I was like, Paul, 
what's your reamer? He's like, it's a 273 and his free bar is a 120. I was like, perfect, because mine's a 273.5 and I'm a 120 as well. So I asked him what his free bore was because I knew his ammo would fit in my gun. Yep. Um, and so then I said, perfect. Uh, can I, do you have any extra rounds? He's like, I have like 20 extra. <laughs> and I was like, well, I really need to bum nine <laughs> rounds off you. <laughs> and by bum, like, I mean use and <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, returning them. And, and when I say bum, like I'm going to use them at yeah. a, in a stage. Yeah. He's like, yeah, perfect. So. That was the stage I chose to run. Yeah, the we reason went to, I chose we that went to the matchbook and it was the only biggest one. Target. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was cutting you off. Yeah, no. we, we went to the matchbook that night and we're looking at target because in the book it's got range and target size. We're like, man, that's a tiny target, long ways away. That's too okay. This is the only one, and it was a a fourteen inch at four forty five. And because it was so much movement so fast, and that's what a good match director will do. Will be if you would have put a tiny little target on that stage. Yeah, it was still would have been fun, um, but you would have had to slow down. So it was it was made for speed. So a um, right. little, little bigger target. So so you and I both decided, okay, if we can hit any plate out here today with ammo we've never tried, it's it, hopefully it's this one. So <laughs> and and, and, it, and it worked out for us. I borrowed Austin, ammo from Austin Orgain. I appreciated Austin. He had we had a similar uh, load with 105 hybrids. And, um, and I, I hit with my extra rounds. I put them at the very end of the mag. I was like, well, worst case scenario, I get my first, you know, six or seven hits and then I missed the last ones. And, and sure enough, they hammered right in there. So no, no problems. Luckily that that's a rare thing to happen to have it all work out that way. So <laughs> I thought that was funny, but anyway, then the next stage after that was a prone kind of, um, a big small again, uh, not as far as twelve hundred yards, but out to about an eight. And these were little targets, and they were. You cleaned it. I did, and I dropped one, which I I was thrilled. And I might have dropped two, but um, it got an eight or nine again on that, which I was happy with. I mean, yep. obviously you're happy with a ten, so I wasn't. But I was not. It wasn't like stage two panic mode. I just got a three out of ten. So um, you're like, okay, still still hanging in there. Um. Next stage after that was a culvert stage, which was a tough stage. You shot this that one brilliantly. It was, um, I don't know, you've seen your trace or whatever, but you shot that really well where a bunch of guys were getting beat up. I think Clay was the first person to shoot it, and he cleaned it. The next guy just got wrecked. The wind just picked up right after right after that. I mean, I, then there was a whole bunch of like fives. A whole bunch. Dave sixes, got beat up and all of us yeah. got beat, beat up pretty good. I, I got it steadied up a little bit for me and I got a, I believe I got an eight, which out of 10, which I was happy. No, I got a seven. I did drop, I dropped three. Yep, so, right. um, you know, I was hoping for more cause it was a cleanable, it was just a fair stage. It was cleanable size targets. It didn't look super scary, but it was, but it still was difficult. Um, and you were one of the few, the few cleans, you clay i don't want to if i miss someone else on our squad i apologize but but those are the, that, those are the two that stick out to me no clay dropped his last shot never mind he got a nine so he was clean through nine and his 10th shot missed just off the edge so that's true yep i remember so maybe i don't maybe you were the only clean i don't know but it was a it was a good it was just shooting off this big culvert and you just shot uh two shot there was five targets two shots at each one and you worked your way out um and uh then we went from there Oh, okay. This is where we have to gripe again, right? Is the Ooh, is gripe the, session. Here we go. Is the next stage our gripe session? <laughs> so <laughs> I so we'll talk about 
there's a couple things that we'll talk about, and I kind of contradict myself in part of this. One is the luck of the long rain stages um, with a few different things. One is conditions. Two is maybe some fresh paint on a steel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, those those things drastically uh, improve everybody's chances to do well. Whether you are a first-time shooter or a very seasoned shooter, those two things, conditions and paint on a target, very well might uh, you know, skew some of these results. And for example, this is one of our later stages of the day. It was a 1,000-yard yep. KYL target with really no backdrop. Um, and so as we started, all these targets were painted fresh every day in the morning time. They were all bright white. Uh, and so this particular stage, if you had a couple things go your way, you could do really well on it. One, if you had some fresh paint, you could see where some of those were going and get a really good, really good uh, bullet feedback on where you need to hold. If the mirage Two, hadn't picked up. <laughs> and the mirage hadn't picked up. And yeah. if you maybe had a little bit of cloud cover um, at a strategic time right before you're about to shoot, you very well also might do well. Because you could um, see. Because you could see the targets a little bit more clear. Well, And that's just luck I of the did, draw. <laughs> and we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so that might be luck of the draw. It is. Now, I personally, we'll talk about this, yep. but I personally love KYL targets. I love true KYL targets. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people don't. I do. I like them. I like the risk reward factor. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this particular one was not a true KYL. It was more of a TYL, a hit to move on. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. And then you stay on the small one for the rest. You know, and you go another six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all on that small target. Yep. Well, I missed my first three or four shots literally have zero idea what's going on because there's a there's you too much mirage you can't see anything the whole the, the kyl setup which is five targets in a row right next to each other looks like a big white rectangle <laughs> exactly it, it looked like a giant white so you're like well where am i even holding on the first target i'm just gonna hold on the left part of this because that's about what i can see um and if you've ever shot in mirage before you can attest that when stuff kind of gets a little bit blurry, it's it's hard to make out edges. It's hard to make out where the target stops and starts. Um, and we had a bunch of people in our squad, uh, Dave Preston, you, mm-hmm. me, kind of all those people that went back to back to back to back. Well, Brian on. Allen started, and he, he shot at K&M a fair bit, and he lives in the south. He's kind of a lot more used to that kind of mirage than we are. Yeah. Yep. And and a great shooter. It's just a prone stage, so we're all rock solid. It's not a it's not a position where we're we're wobbly. Just bipod and rear bag off of this giant concrete block. So, real stable position. But Brian got a two, and there's nothing nothing he can do different. And Shannon's watching us, so we're kind of giving him an earful. <laughs> we're we're all friends, so <laughs> we're kind of giving him an earful. Um, I got he Brian gets a two. Uh, Dave got a five. Um, then I went and I got a four. And then you went and you got a four. Yeah, and then, so it was it was it was tough, and it was really kind of luck of the draw. If you got on after I hit my first target, really, I just I stayed with that same hold, and I tried to find the next target. I sent another one, and I hit it. I was like, 
holy cow, I hit it again. Let's see if we can go on a little run here. And yeah. then I hit the next one. I hit the fourth one. But then the, the, the very small one, the fifth one, I never did hit that. Yep. I sent another four or five rounds at it or whatever, you know, where, you know, the rest of my rounds. Um, and I was kind of holding the same or around that particular wind hold, maybe there, a little there, bit there, left. There, there little wasn't bit right. a, yeah, there wasn't a lot of wind. We're all day. We're playing with little left, little right, just kind of real light in your face back and just, it never was, it wasn't like you're holding 1.5 mils and you're going to go to one seven or cut to one, two. It was just, it was just kind of playing both sides of the, of the plate and trying to figure that stuff out. So exactly right. But Either way, it beat us up pretty bad. And then a little bit later, I was talking to some guys in squad behind us, which was the last squad, squad 18. They followed squad one. And I got, I had some buddies back there and I was like, I don't know. It cleared up. Some clouds rolled in. Like I got a, I got a nine. I'm like, yo man, (laughs) they were were giving me a hard time. So it was, it's fun, but I got, I got done and I was like, Shannon, what are you trying to make us prove as shooters? And he's just kind of, he's like, ah, how to read win. I was like, Oh, come on. So we, we were giving each other some crap and so it's fine it's a uh, it's a stage that um overall the match was great shannon did an awesome job but that You're that right. was one that, that we're just we're trying to we're trying to be um i mean i i don't want it to come across as negative at all we're trying to be honest about kind of our thoughts and opinions or else this is pointless to talk about if we're going to candy coat everything those are things things we like things we don't like the match was great everything was great this this stage was this was one that and I think in the future, he probably won't, won't run it again that way. Um, we talked about a little bit. He's like, oh, I'll try something different. And, and, and that's part of being an MD is, is, is trying stuff. And, I, and I'm not – Jake, you've run a bunch of matches. Shannon's run piles of matches. So, you know, you try stuff sometimes that doesn't work out. Well, then you move on. And that's kind of how the way the sport's grown and, and gotten bigger is people try stage. If it's good, it spreads to more matches. If it's bad, it doesn't go anywhere. And so yeah. I, like, I like trying stuff. That stage is just kind of a pro. 10 shots at one rack if conditions are terrible you're screwed and if if they're or if you get a little bit yeah i don't want to i keep bringing the luck word in and 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 if you get a little bit a little bit of luck it's uh it's beneficial so um that's where it ended up a couple couple guys in our squad burned it down and i don't want to take anything away from them i mean their guns were dialed clouds rolled in on a couple guys where where you could see pretty good so that little bit of benefit you know it goes it goes both ways all the time um that's part of the game but just those so those two stages stage two and stage 17 i believe between you and i both pulled seven out of 20 points on those two stages yeah and when you do that you do not win (laughs) so and that that's fine it's just sometimes it goes that way but um the next couple stages, we only had two left after that. Uh, next stage was another prone stage. Um, was that a big, small, another big, small target hit to move on? Uh, those were tough. Those were up off the ground pretty far. So if you missed, your bullet was going to nowhere. Um, you, what did you get on that? That was a, that was a potentially difficult, difficult stage. Um, it could go real bad in a hurry. On which one? The next two. I, I cleaned both of those next two. Oh, you um, cleaned eight. Okay, that's a solid clean. Then I I shot it pretty good, and I think I got a seven or eight, and I was happy with that. So yeah. But, uh, so I, like I said, I, I cleaned a bunch of stages. Yeah, you did. Uh, I just had some really, I had some piss poor stages. Uh, whether it was my my horrible planning or whatever it ended up being, um, those those next two stages were. I thought a ton of fun. I liked them. We were elevated up on the, 
on stage 19 mm-hmm. elevated up and we were shooting the small target, big target again. Yep. Um, and there was some people that had some struggles on that because it was a little bit longer range. Uh, I think it, I think the very far target was a thousand yards. Yeah. Um, and it was small. It, I mean, the last target was, was 10 inches. Yeah, that's right. And, but, but it, it had a berm, it had a berm back there. It, so I think when you have a berm yeah. back there, you, you kind of catch a little more trace. It did. And, and some cloud covered moved in. So I could see that was a very yep, stage right. and I could see that a lot better. Um, the, exactly the, right. the timing of my KYL, uh, stage. So that, that was nice. We started getting some overcast and scores definitely were, people were seeing stuff better. You could see it just, yeah, it helped a lot. So last, last stage of the match by then, by then we know, so Clay Blackketter was down him and I shot about the same on day one. Um, we were either tied, we were tied or within one. So we shot the same. And then on day two, he went on a tear and he was just, he had one of those career days and, uh, had been shooting really, really good. He got a good score on the KYL and then he got, and then he, I think he cleaned the troop line. You're like, those are a couple separator, you know, more difficult stages. Um, and the, you know, he'd shot really, really well. And then, so come down to the last stage, um, kind of a railroad tie shoot five underneath at this plate rack at five fifty, I think. And then you go up on top and you shoot five more pretty straightforward stage. And we all, most of us either cleaned or minus one on that stage. So a nine or a 10, um, and he cleaned that. And I think I, we had a pretty good idea that I think Clay probably took that, took the match at that point. He had a, he yep. had a good one. And, and, and Jake and I both knew where kind of what it meant for us as far as some of those, some of the, some of those getting beat up so bad on those along with everybody, Dave, I mean, you just, when you're, yeah, shoot, everybody. when you're shooting with those guys, I mean, Brian, when he gets a two, he knows what that means. And when Dave gets a five, he knows he needed to get a, that's a tough stage. And he knows that when he gets a nine or a 10, okay, he's right there. Um, and we all kind of knew like, okay, that when you, when that happens to you, it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, that, uh, that, that wrapped the matchup. So then we, we were loading up. We, we BS up a, a little bit. I actually stayed back for a while. It was kind of fun. I was talking with Keith Baker and Joe walls and I, I shot their guns. I'd never, um, tried some, you know, Joe's got a foundation stock and I shot that. It was just, just to try. We were just, we had some, they had some extra rounds. I did not obviously, but I shot Keith's gun. Um, he was having a hard time. He had some elevation issues, but his gun was hammering though. So we got it, we got it on that little KYL plate at a thousand, the one we couldn't hit and the cloud covers in so we could see it really good. And he's like, I think I'm over. So he came down a couple tents or whatever. And I got on his gun. I shot like three times in a row, just tink, tink, tink. I was like, holy smokes, that thing is hammering. So yeah, we kind of BS. Then we went down to the parking area, um, kind of score rumors. No one knows for sure because no one's seen them. And um start to get a pretty good idea of where people are stacking up at. And I think did scores come out while we were waiting on, they, did they email them out while we were at the parking area still? You know what? They're so efficient. Um, I know that practice at, scores at K&M, it's, it's pretty awesome how efficient they are. They, they run everything real quick. They get the scores in fast. They tabulate them fast. They have a giant crew that helps them out. Um, a lot of people that are, that are making that place go around. And so, yep. you know, they, I mean, it, it probably was a half hour or, or 25 minutes later, and we had scores in our hands before we were even driving to the banquet. We already knew what the scores were. It was yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty cool, which is which is huge. I mean, that might not sound like much, except for back in the old days, you guys, when I first started shooting, we had some long days. And before that, 
um, some real long of you know people getting paper score sheets in that got rained on all day and trying to decipher scores and there's <laughs> there's been some I've heard some horror stories of scores not coming out till late the night of the match and stuff like that so yeah it was quick we so then from there we're, we jump in the car we're rolling driving down to I think to Jackson um, where the banquet is he, they had reserved a we're kind of at the well, was a country club golf course type of thing they their whole kind of ballroom banquet area real nice real nice location um real you know set up nice and clean good sound system you could hear hear everything good projection and all the you know the sponsor banners and all the stuff that helps make this sport happen was all set up really good food um and everybody was there it was fun um uh we were there for how long was that thing uh, I don't know. It was, it was pretty long. I mean, it was, it was average, but there was a couple of really good speakers, uh, mm-hmm. that we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I had a good time. The food was good. Yep. Um, Agreed. everything was, was pretty professional run. So yeah, it's fun. At that point there was, I saw like Rhett Walters and some guys, I didn't even know were there because the way that we rotate in the stages, you're going to opposite in the ranges in the morning. You're, you swap during the day and you're not walking past each other. So I didn't even see some of these guys for both days and kind of saw them at the banquet. And that was fun to catch up with. These matches are fun um, because we're traveling from all over the, the, the nation and from, you know, Australia, South Africa, there was guys from all over um, coming. So that was fun to have all those different people. So we catching up with people and friends and, and stuff like that. But uh, the banquet was good. It was well, well organized. Just, you know, thanks to a lot of the sponsors, the series sponsors, um, uh, they did the award, the presentations, uh, let's, let's, we'll talk about the speeches in a minute, but let's the top five. So we'll give Clay Blackketter, uh, won that match and got the series. Dan Jarecki came in second, uh, Dave Preston third, uh, I got fourth and Jake got fifth on the season. So that was the top five for the season standings. Yep. So, um, I, um, and honestly that that's, you know, great job of those guys, big props. Yep. Um, yep. you know, the, I mean, they put in a lot of effort all year long, um, you know, as we all did. And it's just, yeah, it's just awesome to see people shoot well and, and, you know, keep it together for, for a long time. We shot with, yeah. Uh, all five of us shot together. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was just good to see and, and, you know, shoot with everyone. Everyone's just such a, you know, they're just, all those guys are good dudes. So it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. No drama. I mean, we, it's, it's a weird dynamic. <laughs> we could talk about this more, but it's, it's weird. Like, um, you want to win so bad. Jake wants to win. I want to win everybody. That's why I want to win so bad. And yet we're still like, I come off the line and I'll just say, you know, Hey, I was hitting good with four tenths on that last target. And that mm-hmm. was, that was my win call. So it's, it's, it's fun. The AG cup was fun doing your own thing. I do like that. Uh, not sharing win calls. That is fun in an ideal world. That's how all these matches would be. Logistically, it's nearly impossible because you need a separate stage in area. You'd have to have a very unique range to be able to do something like that. And it's a lot more work for a match director. So, I, when guys say, oh, it should be that way, it's, it's, you know, people share too much. Well, yeah, maybe, but it, I, I like it if we wouldn't, if we didn't, but that's not really an option logistically. So it is, it is interesting shooting with these guys. They are your friends, but man, do you want to beat them? And, but everybody's still, we had a pretty good squad. I mean, you know, Clay was, we talked to Clay afterwards and he was, he was real grateful that, you know, 
the way everything was everybody was kosher and kind and polite and helpful. There wasn't any, it didn't seem like there was any clicks within our squad where there was two or three guys over here doing one thing. And you know, this three guys in squad one are trying to just whisper amongst themselves. Everybody was, was pretty open and, and, and it, it was a fun dynamic. I had a good time. It was. So I pro- it was. thanks to everybody in squad one. Um, it was fun. I had a, had a good time. So, um, why don't you talk about, um, talk so shannon's kind of um hosting the thing and he calls uh he asks somebody to do a speech and he asked he asked tom fuller from armageddon gear if he'd do a speech and i think he asked him at the end of the match on the, on the drive to the dinner so on the drive to the dinner tom is scratching out notes and kind of making a speech and why don't <laughs> I, we didn't I didn't make any notes about his speech per se, but do you, what he, he, for one, he did a really good job. Uh, appreciate Tom. I've gotten to know him more and more the last little bit with AG cup and stuff. He's on the other side of the country over in Georgia. So he's a, he's a ways away, but a cool company makes a great product. The Armageddon gear game changer. Um, he, he sells that product. Um, among and, a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Among a ton of different stuff. So mostly soft goods and stuff, bags and, and, and cases and, and uh, beer koozies. I don't know, all kinds of that kind of stuff. But anyway, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts on his speech? Anything that stuck out to you? It was kind of a fun dynamic. He's a funny guy, uh, but he did a good job. What do you, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? it was, it was a little bit of a, a comedy speech, but it had some really good points in it that, uh, most everyone, you know, took away something positive from it. And one mm-hmm. thing that I really liked and I took away from it is it seems that within our precision rifle shooting, and I'm not going to call it PRS. I'm not going to call it NRL. I'm not going to call it any series mm-hmm. in, in general as a precision rifle, uh, shooting, uh, community or sport, whatever we want to call it. What we can do is we can actually join together and by joining together, we can, you know, a, a rising tide ri- uh, ri- raises all boats. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of the, the theme of it is, you know, instead of, you know, butting heads and instead of always, you know, trying to say, hey, you know, my group is better than your group and your group is better than my group or whatever. Mm-hmm. If we all kind of join together, we're really going to make it successful. And he brought in a couple other sports. Um like three gun and said, you know, three gun was the big deal. They had a lot of fights and a lot of drama that was associated with it. And they went downhill real fast when the time came Mm -hmm. because they, they weren't a united front because they weren't, you know, caring about somebody else. And that's one of the things, you know, um, for example, Armageddon gear, you know, Tom, Tom says it, but he also lives by it and it doesn't matter what kind of match I run, whether it's a national rifle league match or a precision rifle series match. Uh, you know, what you'll notice is that guys like that will donate to the shooters. He'll sponsor the match. Um, you know, and, and he does it because he cares about the community and it's not necessarily about his little click. Now I would say Tom's probably more involved with the precision rifle series as a whole, but that doesn't stop him from donating to other, other, you know, rifleman's team challenge matches or mm-hmm. other matches, because what he cares about most is the shooters and the community, not necessarily a particular, um, series or a particular match. And so that's what I kind of took out of it as if we can all work together to, 
you know, just, just be better sportsmen and better advocates for the sport. Mm-hmm. It's going to benefit everybody, um, all across the board. And so yeah. that's, that's one thing I was noticing. Yeah, I like that a lot. It was definitely funny. He had some good stories and lots of laughs, but that's definitely we're we're over here in the West. Obviously, NRL has a is a stronghold. They do a great job. Um, PRS is doing a great job. Shannon's doing doing a lot of work. So I don't want to be. Some people think we pick sides because we live over here, and I'm like, no, man. I like. I mean, there's great matches on both sides. There's great match directors on both sides. I get that. There's it is competitive. If I'm running a business, I'm, I'm trying to be successful. So I get there's competition with the PRS, maybe quote unquote, beat the NRL and vice versa. So I under, I'm not dumb with my head in the sand there. There is some, there's some tension there. Um, and that's what I, I liked his message. Um, you know, and I don't fault anybody for being tension. I'm having their be tension. I just kind of real talk here. You know, it's like, it's there, there is, um, but let's try to do it. I'm going to try to be better at it. I know I've, you know, kind of maybe pick sides or pick different things. And I want to try to, as the sport grows, it helps the NRL. It helps the PRS. It helps Armageddon gear. It helps JC Steele. It helps everyone that's involved. Yep. It benefits everything. So if you're a shooter, that's great. It, the sport growing gives you more bullet options. It gives you, well, speaking of that, no, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> so, Burger's coming out with a 109. I mean, you get these companies that pay attention. Like, you know, why are they coming out with a 109? It's geared towards PRS. Why does Hornady have an A-tip? It's because of the PRS. Why are all these cartridges? Why is the GT coming out? Why is Alpha jumping on that with, with Dasher Brass and, and GT Brass? And why are, why are these big companies pay attention to to this and, and, right. and SIG and, and all these just – all of them. It's a, it's a really fast growing segment of our sport. Maybe the fastest in the shooting community is long range, long range hunting, long range competition, long range shooting. It's all good. So a little bit more positivity. Um, we all get sucked in the negative. The drama's fun. The fights on, on forums or Facebooks or, you know, or social, wherever, wherever people bicker and stuff, that's, it's like a train wreck. Everybody stops to watch. So, um, but <laughs> just keep it in mind is all I'm saying. And that's what I took from Tom and Tom. I appreciate you, buddy. If you ever hear this, but, uh, it's been fun to watch you. It was fun to watch you run the AG cup. It's fun to watch what you're doing. And, um, and, and shoot, he's got a, 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 he's built a big company, you know, not a fortune 500, but he employs a lot of local people there. It's not just him sewing bags in his closet. He has a bunch of employees, and it's a it's an awesome company. Some of those employees came out to the AG Cup, and it was just it's fun to see. Like, hey man, these are businesses and livelihoods being built around the sport, which is super cool. I like. I mean, well, you're a prime example. I just I love yep. it. So, yeah. um, so that was really good. And everyone's still guilty of of you know we make we make silly comments, and 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 part of it's fun. But keep that in mind. That's. There's our there, there's a VP Precision pep talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm about. <laughs> anyway, he was. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember some of his jokes, but he had some. He had some. Uh, I'm sure if I said some here, of them were geared towards Shannon, and they were so funny and so true. It was awesome. Uh, he was. He 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 did a really good job. So. Uh, uh, he, he said some jokes. He started laughing himself. He's like, that was pretty good. <laughs> it was, it was, it was I just thought of that. I was like, that was, it was pretty good. So it, it was funny. It was so, good. Yeah. He did a good job. And, and bottom line is props to Shannon props to the crew for running a good match for hosting a good match. Yep. 
Um, you know, maybe, maybe some of the stages weren't my favorite and guess what? That's okay. You know, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. It's, it's going to be different for everyone. And the reason that we're, that John and I are kind of considering and thinking about a lot of these things is because we've decided to team up for the JC still char- uh, target challenge, which is the NRL match this year. Yeah. And so now we are in a mode, which is kind of the mode I've been in for, for a while of thinking about what is the fairest way to run a match? How can we run a match where, um, you know, there are no outlier stages where every stage is, is challenging for everybody um, and that's something that, that we have talked a lot about and we're trying to roll into some of the, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the rules now that the PRS has, some of the rules now that the NRL has, you mm-hmm. know, we're trying to figure out some of these things that, you know, is, is this, what's the fairest way to run a match? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we as match directors run a very, very competitive match that everyone really enjoys. And it's a challenge. Um, it's, it's 100% a challenge, Yeah, but it's something that we're looking forward to. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think we should, uh, I think we're going to, I'm excited to host a match with you. You've, you've, you've had a long track record of great matches and I think we'll have some fun stuff. We've already got a few ideas, something a little out of the norm, maybe some Friday night stuff and try to come up with some more. I love some of the stages you had last year. It'd be fun to get a couple more of those sprinkled throughout a match because they were so much fun. So we'll, we'll have, we'll come up with some ideas, but um, I appreciate the opportunity. I look forward to it. It'd be weird. Not, not showing up to a match, not shooting. I love, I love shooting. And when we started talking about it, I was like, man, I don't want to miss it, but it'll be, It'll be good, but I think we should do a. We're a, we're over an hour, hour ten, so we probably should wrap this one up. But we we'll probably talk more about that MD um, match director type of a podcast. You have a lot of experience. I've shot a lot of matches, so I can put that kind of input into it of the stages that I see that work, uh, that definitely don't work. The stages that are prone to causing drama. Um, it's pretty easy to have a <laughs> drama free match but you can get some goofy stages that that can really stir the pot and and um we, we'll we'll talk about more more about that later but yep. quickly Perfect. quickly on the 109 mm-hmm. uh, i just want to give a shout out to berg on saturday morning at the finale they um burger released the 109 hybrid six mil they put uh boxes of 50 in everybody's bag which was cool um it's fun seeing them i don't want to say catch up but they're definitely like hornady pushed ahead pretty good with that 110 that's a pretty pretty sweet bullet um you know barnes and 112 there's a bunch of people kind of moving towards that heavier trend and so burger has been a long just a gold standard of consistency with the 105 hybrid, just a real, a great bullet for a lot of stuff we shoot. And they came out with a 109 hybrid. Um, I just ran it in the NRL championship, which we'll do a podcast about that shortly. But um, so far, so good. I just want to give props to that. I've, I've really been digging it. Um, they claim a 292 G7 BC. I ended up, I've been running it at 302. As much as I trust Burger BC, I always run their numbers nearly, I mean, 99% of the time I've been able to run what they say on the box. But this I had to raise. It was, they had it a little bit low. I had to go from a 292 to a 302, and it lined up really well for me. It, at, at distance, it lined up really good for me at the at the NRL. I was shooting 1,100 yard these little targets and just coming in spot on. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there. I missed out about talking about Saturday at the match. That was what they gave out first thing on Saturday. Yep. So, um, 
let's wrap this sucker up again, guys. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to get this more content out. We just between a bunch of stuff going on with some stuff, Jake, we we're going to do a bunch at the NRL match and that we'll talk about that later, but that got kind of fouled up. And then, um, um, uh, and then me getting sick. I didn't should have recorded on the way home, but thanks for waiting <laughs> for us. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, keep the comments, questions coming. Um, anything we can do to help or any topics you guys want to hear us discuss, even if they're controversial, we'll, not, we'll navigate through it if there's something like that. So um, again, VP precision episode 18. Uh, thanks again, guys. Toodles. <laughs>